Hey ladies, welcome back to Save the Girls Podcast. We're your hosts, Jocelyn Hess. And Michaela Johnson. And today's episode is There's Purpose in Your Pain. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so like I said in our introduction, we are going to be talking about purpose and like seeing purpose through times of hardship and pain. Um, so I guess we'll just start out with like talking about seasons that we've felt that yeah. and like where we've kind of struggled and then um saw purpose through what god was revealing to us what's what's <laughs> <laughs> what's the season that you've seen sometimes i feel like i'm interviewing Kay, and then it's i'm so like, awkward yeah i like look at her and i'm like so kayla but um no on a serious note what do you feel like is a season in your life where you felt like no purpose and then what's how did you start to realize your purpose through God? Um, I think I have two examples. I think one of the ones um, was before I moved out to California. I was like, bro, sorry, God. I don't <laughs> know where I'm at. Like, yeah. I'm just out here drinking, like, mm-hmm. chilling. And then I um, I remember saying before I moved out to California, I was like, okay, I want to find a church. And then I moved out to California, and then finally God was like, all right, here you go. And then I was like, whoa. So it was like right away God like showed himself through Mm. that. So it was like the purpose for all of that. God like had it lined up for me. So that was like the first example. And then the second example was when I moved home from California. Like I moved home and I was so heartbroken. Like Mm. I literally was like, I've shared this story before, but I, I know the reason why God brought me out to California was so he could get me. Like, yeah. not, I don't want to say it like that, no, but yeah. you know what I mean? Because if I stayed here, I would have still been in the same thing I was before. Like, yeah. it would have not been good if I stayed here. And so his hand was on me out there and his hand was on me coming back. And so I was so heartbroken. And I remember there's this song, it's called Intentional. And one of this girl named Victoria sent it to me and she was like, dude, on V100.7, they play worship music in the morning. Like, And I heard the song, you should listen to it, and it's called Intentional. And it's like, he's intentional, like, he's working your good out for you. Like, And I was driving to personal training in California, and that song came on when it was the last, like, couple days I was there. And I was like, I just started crying. I was like, what, God? Like, okay. And I was like, all right, I'm going to keep your promise. And literally that week I came, Jocelyn was one of the first people I told that I was coming home. My dad knew. My mom found out, and then Jocelyn was one of the first people that knew. And then I came home, and then me and her ended up being close as ever. And it's just like, I started going to church with her and everything. So I knew the purpose. It was like, in the moment, I'm like, I don't understand why this is happening. But it's like, if I'd never came home, the podcast would have never started. Me and you would not be our friendship. Well, I did start the podcast, but we wouldn't be doing it together. It wouldn't be what it is now. Yeah, but like all of that. And it's just crazy because I think about that. Like, you do go through storms of like fire. Like, that week was probably like one of the most heartbreaking weeks for me. Mm. And then I come home and it's just like, do you see what I have for you? Like, you don't even... And that's when it's, like, when it says in the Bible and it says in his word, like, you don't even understand the good that I have waiting for you. Like, you don't. Like, God has, like, his expectation. Like, what he has for you is better than you ever expect. Yeah, this is so crazy because I feel like everything from this week that I've learned is just coming together when we (laughs) end up talking. It's so weird. But um, basically, well, one of the things that our pastor shared today was how God never 
has two doors open for you at once. Like, he makes a sure way for you to do something. And if he closes a door, it means that he's going to be opening another one for you. That's going to be better. Yeah, that's going to be better than you ever thought because he sees the bigger picture. Like, it's so important. Like, we only see the small picture, like, what's in front of us. Like, we have tunnel vision, so to speak. And God's eyes are open to literally every opportunity, every possibility. He just knows the right way to do things. Right. And we think we know. So when it doesn't look like a a more possible way here, right. then we're like, oh, like, I'm going to get frustrated. I'm going to sit in this sadness. But then if we sit in that frustration of like a door being closed or like taking a different way than we expected, we're going to miss God's opportunity for us. So like we definitely don't know best like how we think we do. Right. Um, But I guess for me, like God had to take me a very roundabout way in life for me to realize that like that wasn't the life I wanted to live or like that that wasn't the best that I could do in this life, if that makes sense. Like, um, he just didn't take me the short route. And it was frustrating for me because, you know, I went through so many seasons of depression and suicidal thoughts and just, like, anxiety and not knowing what my purpose here was. Like, I just remember laying in bed all the time and being like, what is the purpose of life? Like, literally, we're born to have to work, to have to die. Like, just, like, if you think about it, if you don't have, like, um, something to live for. It's, like, you're, sad. Yeah, you're sitting there. If you don't, if you don't get revelation of what God's purpose is for you, I should right. say, it does seem pointless. Yeah. And so that's why I think depression and, like, anxiety and suicide is so prevalent right. nowadays because it's if if you don't know god it is very easy to not see the point of life right and um so i've had so many seasons of that and finally when i started going to church i'm like wow like this was the missing aspect and this was what i needed and um but just like in general like bad relationships and now Obviously, now I'm at a point where I can look back at literally every mistake i made every hard season i was in and be like there was purpose in that because now I can minister to women through that or I can help somebody who's been in that. But if I never knew God and I never got to the point where I am now and I never like followed the path that God put in front of me and I quit too soon, I would never have saw the purpose in what I went through. And that's so sad to me that a lot of people are going through that now and some people will never see it they'll just think like why me like why did I get this life why am I um depressed or why am I in this abusive relationship they won't see the purpose in it Mm -hmm. and God has a purpose in literally everything like he is such an intentional God like he is a God that cares about the details and things. He's a God who knit us together. Right. Like, he knit us. That's something that's so intimate. Like, he didn't make a mistake with you. Right. And it can be hard. This kind of ties in with comparison, but it can be hard to see the purpose in our uniqueness. But he did it intentionally. Like, he made you exactly who you are on purpose because there's nobody who can think the way you do there's nobody who can speak the way you do there's nobody who has the exact life experience as you do and there's there's purpose in that like you're going to be able to help such a intimate group or like such a specific group of people because of all the unique things you've went through 
I, um, this is one thing I really, like, comfort myself. This is, like, going on, I think, the topic we were on last week. But I think one of the things that I help myself with is God is the only one that knows how I'm feeling. Mm. So, like, when I'm, like, upset, it's, like, through when we're in the fiery season, like, I can't, like, sit and be, like, oh, I'm so upset because, like, this person doesn't know how I'm feeling. Well, like, they can't read my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, God is the only one that truly does know. And, like, Joss had revelation that she's going to read, but it's, like, he is a good father and he is your best friend. And he can, like, literally, he knows what's going on in your mind. Like, before you even can, like, speak the words out. Like, he knows all these things. Mm -hmm. So, like, we don't have to lie to him. And that's what gives me so much comfort because, like, before I even have to speak words, God's like, I already know how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm already here for you. Like, you don't need to seek comfort in those men. Like, you don't need to do those things. Like, I already got you. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, dang, bro. So, yeah, that actually does help me because sometimes I'm like, I feel so alone. Yeah. But you don't need to feel alone. You're you know, ne- I'm, you're never essentially you're never alone, even though it might be like physically you're alone. Like right. God is with you. And, right. Um, I'm. I feel like this is a good time to share since you already brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading in Deuteronomy, and if you don't know, which I didn't know before this week, but it sh- in Deuteronomy five, it sh- it talks about the Ten Commandments. I didn't and- know that until you brought that up. I, I didn't that- know that until this week. <laughs> I know that it talks about it in the Bible, and I'm like, I don't know where it yeah, talks about it. Well, I know it also talks about it in like Matthew, I think, or like in the main okay. Gospels, but I didn't know it talked about it in Deuteronomy. Okay. But it does in Deuteronomy five. <laughs> And I'm not going to share, because we, we, like, this is our second time recording, and in the first one, like, we gave all of our definitions at first, and I was like, Kayla, we need to read this. <laughs> it this. was a lot of information it at was once. like, whoa, and I think I shared, like, stuff that I didn't have to, too, so I'm just going to get more specific so it doesn't just be all over the place. <laughs> but um, when I was doing my study, it talks about the fire of God, and I know, like, it, it mentions fire in the Bible a lot, like, God showed himself to Moses through fire in the the bush. Like, he got his attention by fire. And it just, (laughs) it shares a lot of different things about fire. So that's when I my w- favorite story in the Bible, so that's why I always really? laugh. <laughs> so I um, looked up the biblical meaning of fire, and it came up with three different, like, main things, main topics that it talks about when it's talking about fire. But the one that really stuck out to me because of the season I'm in is the fire of purification. And it says, fire is a symbol of purification for those waiting on the holy God. And then I'm going to share some examples of scripture um, Exodus 12, Leviticus 1, 1 Corinthians 3, um, just so that you guys can go back and reference it if you want to. Um, but then I'll read the revelation that I got. And, okay, so I said, fire. I looked up the biblical meaning of fire because it appears so much in scripture. The revelation I got from part of the definition is God has to take us through the fire to purify us. He uses fire to burn up the things that he doesn't want in our hearts, essentially burns up sin. He has to bring us through that purification process even though it hurts so that we can be used by him and essentially be set free. The times that we're in the fire are also the times where we learn things we're going to later be able to minister to other people for. We go through our biggest struggles in the fire. But that whole time, he is still with us. He is closer to us in those times because we need his strength more. 
He does this so that we continue to lean on him and know that he is God and that we need him always. He is so good. He always has our best interest. He is a best friend and a father. He is the love we are all looking for. And I love that because it's crazy like when you're in the flow of the spirit, sometimes you type things or say things that you don't even that you wouldn't even think like the Holy Spirit literally speaks through you. Yeah. And it's crazy because that even ministers to me now because I'm in a season of like God revealing things that are inside of me that need to be fixed, like need to be healed and like behaviors that I even have that I don't like about myself or that aren't aren't healthy. And so he does these things and like it might hurt for the season or the time that you're in like it might hurt really bad but he's doing it for a reason and he's like purifying you essentially and so yeah that was the revelation I got from reading it and I thought that that was really good to just share dude um no and I was telling Josh before this too um about I watched the passion this week with my grandma and I've been going through a lot of um health stuff and I've been going through um just like other things too and um I was like venting to my grandma about it and then um I watched the passion and it was like crazy because with Jesus like his purpose was to die on the cross for us Mm -hmm. and he got whipped for us and he got like beat and if you want to look at an example of like how much someone loves us go watch that movie because it's like you want a ball and then you get you want to you see how men yell at the tv for a football game (laughs) you want to scream at the tv because like what the frick are you doing like stop (laughs) and um but i it was like such an example of like that's what jesus did like i think of that like i can't even imagine and just think about it this way too like i just got a couple things while you were talking one Imagine if Jesus didn't know his purpose, but two, like the devil thought that he was winning by killing Jesus because Mm -hmm. he was the Messiah, but God saw the bigger picture because there had to be an ultimate sacrifice for us to then be able to be saved and have the Holy Spirit and be able to make it into heaven, which was Jesus. And God knew that, but the devil didn't. So he thought he was winning by killing him. But he didn't. He God was still winning because he because the devil couldn't see the bigger picture. Isn't that crazy? And that's what like that's what our lives consist of. Like we think that the devil knows everything, and we think we give him so much more credit than he yes. has because he doesn't have the power that we think he does. Like no. the devil might have a plan, but God sees the bigger picture, and the devil will never know God's bigger picture. That so, is like, so true. He might put things in front of us that are from the devil, not from God, but God will always use that for our good because the devil doesn't see how God sees. So you might see it as a roadblock, but God sees it as something that's going to elevate you. Like you might see it as something is your downfall, but God sees it as something that's going to make you better. Yeah. And so it's crazy, but that's like how it works. Like we'll never see it the way God sees it, but he always sees the bigger picture and he always knows what's best for us, even if we don't. Yeah. And I actually was reading up north with my niece and my cousin. And when you were talking about, um, like, God uses fire to, like, burn the, like, sin out of our heart, like, envy and, like, um, stifling and stuff in our hearts, mm-hmm. like, when we have that in our heart, it doesn't leave room for things, like, of other things, so, like, even though it hurts, like, even though we're walking through the fiery path, like, 
um, with comparison, me and my niece were talking about it, and it's crazy because if I had, like, all that stuff built up in my heart, like, God can't work the way he wants to. So I had such, like, so much revelation, like, all right, I need to get these things fixed because God needs room to work. Like, he needs room to have his way in my heart because if he doesn't have the way in his heart, like, he's not going to be able to do what he needs to do. Dude, I'm so excited to share this because when you were bringing this up, it's so crazy. It reminded me of a post that I was going to post this week on our page, and it says, you won't be distracted by comparison if you are captivated by purpose. And it's crazy because it ties in our last episode with this episode, and I didn't even realize that. Dude! But, like, if you're so captivated by what God's purpose is for you, you will not even have room to compare yourself. Dude, and that's so crazy that you bring that up because usually at the gym, like, when I'm by myself, I, like, look around and I'm like, ah, da 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 like, I'm looking around. <laughs> and this week at the gym, like, I was like, I don't even care. Like, I was, like, so focused on what I was doing, dude. I was like, I'm in my own little world, man. Like, vibing to worship music. Like, yeah. I was, like, screenshotting music and sending it to Josh. <laughs> I was like, bro. Like, I, like, it's so crazy because it's, like, when you are focused on what God has for you. Yeah. You don't even have time to look left or right. No. You're just focused on the path that's in front of you. Yep. And that's a big thing. And I'll be totally transparent and honest about it. A big thing that I struggle with is jealousy and comparison. And I think that's just because I grew up with like lack mindset. Like I always felt like there wasn't going to be enough for me or like there's not enough love to go around for me or yeah. there's not enough, you know, for me. And I was reading in this book, it's called The Seven Habits of Effective People, and it's by Stephen Covey, and I didn't even realize, but he's actually Christian. Yeah, and when I started reading it, um, one of the things was you have to shift your perspective of things. Like, when you're constantly thinking, like, there's not enough for me, that's going to be, basically, that's going to be your perspective. And so, if you, if you think of, if you change your perspective and think of it differently, you're not going to think that way. So, like, I, he worded it, obviously, a lot better. But, like, jealousy and, like, covetedness and all those things are rooted in insecurity, are rooted in, lack mindset like thinking that there's not enough or like that person has that so that means that I'm less than and that's just not true but jealousy just breeds such ugly behaviors like being in competition with people or um secretly wanting somebody to fall because you're jealous of what they have just certain things and rather than looking at it like well this person is in my life, so I should be so grateful because they have that. And essentially down the line, if I'm with that person, like not saying that you should want to be with that person because of what they have, but I'm saying it in effect, like they're a gift to you as well, because if they have something that you don't, you have something that they don't, and you essentially are gifts to each other. And so you just have to shift your perspective. Like, well, I'm around that person and their blessings, hopefully they just overflow onto me then. You know what I mean? Like, you have to shift your perspective. Like, and that's something that I've always really struggled with is just, like, comparison, jealousy, like, envy, really ugly things. But it, like we were talking about before, God reveals those things to you for then, for you to be able to fix them 
pray about them and be delivered from that because that's not his best for us. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the beginning of my relationship with God, he does like he fixes the borderline things. And then as we start getting more in a relationship with God and then he starts digging deeper and then he starts digging deeper and then he's like, all right, we're going to keep going deeper. I'm like, oh, I know. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, because it's like things that, you know, are there, but at the same time, don't really realize. Yeah, like, it's weird. Like, I've, it's... I've known that I struggle with these things. But then I never really, like, thought about it in the way of, like, I don't know, like, how God shows me now. Like, now it's really urgent for me to work on. Yeah. Before it was just, like, yeah, that's kind of just there. It'll eventually go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, out of it. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did the same exact thing. I'm, like, oh, it'll be okay eventually. I'll I'll get over it. I'm, like, yeah. Girl, all right. Yeah. (laughs) But he does, like you said, he does it in a way, like, certain seasons bring up different things that are going on in the darkness like of your heart yeah and eventually we'll get to the point where it's like cleaned up and yeah thoughts might come or whatever but it'll be easier for us to just be like no that's not of god right you know right i don't know but yeah so that really excited me though that was dude. so good dude we are so connected and um <laughs> that's what people say to us we're like we're so connected yeah they're like is what's different about you guys <laughs> obviously there is but yeah we do a lot together yeah. let's just say that <laughs> but yeah dude that's so good you won't be distracted by comparison if you are captivated by purpose dude that's gonna be my mantra that is really good i know that's i should crazy. put that as my background but i was just the kayla i was just <laughs> thinking about that but i'm gonna post that this week So I guess we'll just share, because we looked up some of the definitions of what we're talking about too, because I think sometimes we just kind of like talk in the dark and we're not like backing it up with scripture or like giving you guys examples. But the actual definition of purpose is the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. And the verb version is have as one's intention or objective. And I liked this because the example that it gives is God has allowed suffering, even purposed it. So what I get from that is like, even in our pain, which is the name of this, it, God gave purpose to our pain. That's a better way of saying it. God gave purpose to our pain. So even when we're in times of like depression, even when we're in times of financial struggles or whatever it is, career struggles, anything, um, there's purpose in what we're going through. And like we were saying before, I forget if I shared this already, but like if I didn't see the purpose in me being in an unhealthy relationship or if I didn't see the purpose in my depression, if I didn't see the purpose in my anxiety or um, sexual assault or times of suicidal thoughts, I wouldn't be able to later use that to minister to, well, God wouldn't later be able to use that to minister to people or to other women. And, um, just like we were talking about with Jesus too, if he didn't realize his purpose, he, like the ultimate plan wouldn't have been fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So it's so important to seek the purpose and seek what, why you're going through things, not just asking like, why is this happening to me? But like, what's the purpose of going through that? Like, what characteristics are you learning when you're going through that? What is God revealing to you during this hard time? What do you need to learn biblically to help you get out of it? 
just things like that. You know what I mean? So that's what I got from um, the second one. And then the reason for which something is done or created. So the mere purpose that God created you, like seek that because your life will just be so more, so much more meaningful when you're seeking God's purpose for your life. Like he'll just align things and you'll end up in something bigger than you even realized. Yeah. So then Kay was going to share some purpose um, scripture, which we screenshotted all of this. We're prepared. <laughs> um, okay, that's fire. No, therefore today. Okay, the first, the first scripture is 1 Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So... I just think about what that makes me think about is when I was literally like in my sin, in my darkness, and I didn't even realize it. And then God called me out of that. And it was like the scales being torn from my eyes and me just being like, whoa. Yeah. Like I see life totally different now. Right. I couldn't even imagine looking at life the way that I did even like two years ago. Yeah. And I was actually talking to my counselor about this and I was like, I just like don't understand like why like people are living the way they do and she was like well think about you yeah she was like like before when you first started coming here you were cool with like doing those things and she was like now you're not okay with it like she was like you're actually getting a revealed to you like the right way to live and yeah. I'm not showing judgment to anything mm-hmm. anyone but it's like at the same time it's like you're actually getting discernment to see yeah. you know because I can get that way too when <laughs> well not really anymore but when I first started going to church and I was trying to like bring everybody I'm like come on Ethan like come on mom we're going to church (laughs) and then they would go like once and then they wouldn't come back and I'd be like what the heck like I am (laughs) so so mad why don't they see what I see and then I remember sharing that with one of our spiritual moms and she was like well just think about when you started going to church like you know, you didn't, you had multiple opportunities to go to church and you didn't. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to look at it that way. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. But that's what that one kind of like brought up. Um, and then, of course, one that we all know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. I, I read out of the NIV version, so that's not the exact one. It's, like, to prosper you. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, okay. Um, but, like, God knows the plans he has for you. Right. Like, we don't have to worry about that because God knows. Right. And that, that's something that I constantly have to remind myself because my natural, like, flesh has a lot of anxious tendencies. I want to say it in a better way because I want to stop wording it like, I have anxiety because, no, like, I You don't want to claim that over yeah, your life. Yeah, I don't want to claim that, but, like... I have anxious tendencies, and so I tend to just get so caught up in, like, well, what if this goes wrong, or, like, I have to have control of everything, otherwise I don't feel, like, safe, and um, it's just, I need to remember that God is God, and he is the one in control. I will never have control, even when I feel like I do, I don't have control. He does. Right. So that's a comforting feeling, because no matter what I think, God still is in control, and he still knows the plans. He has for you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel, and we did an episode on God Only Knows, because I think sometimes I get really upset, and like I said before, like, God only knows our feelings, and I'm like, oh, like, what the heck, like, this makes me so mad, but it's like, 
those people don't know, like, yeah. or, like, even in general, like, nobody knows what's going on always, like, so it, it makes it comforting, like, knowing, like, when you're upset or you're anxious about even your future, a lot of things like financial struggles, like future and stuff, it's like God knows what he is yeah. going to. And we even brought up like financial struggles, like the financial struggles you're going through is going to be better. Like yeah. you're going through this for like a reason. I know that sounds crazy, but God's going to bring you out and bring mm-hmm. it better. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I think we'll just share like two more. Um, Proverbs sixteen four. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one because obviously God made everything for a purpose, but that just goes to show, like, he did. Like, right. it's biblical for him to have a purpose for your life. It's biblical for him to have plans for you. And um, even for people that we look at as wicked or, like, people who do bad, like, people are like, well, why does God let that happen then? Because, and I thought of this the other day, because if there wasn't bad in the world, or maybe I heard it, but if there wasn't bad in the world, how would good, how would good we know what good is? Yeah. We wouldn't know what good is if there wasn't some bad stuff. We right. wouldn't know God then from the devil because everything would just be one. Like, there yeah, has that's a really to be, good point. there has to be contrast. Yeah. So. Because, like, you can't believe in heaven if you, like, don't believe in hell. Exactly. But it still says he has a purpose for the wicked. Like, he has right. a purpose for the bad things. He has a purpose for the people who don't do good. Right. So. And, like, what that reminded me of is, like, the um, praying for your enemies. Like, mm. pray for your enemies. Because, like, I don't know, everyone deserves to go to heaven. Like, yeah. even the people that are mean to you. Yeah. <laughs> and. Like, even that is a, pers- like, shift your perspective with that because maybe they're not purposely being mean to you, but right. that's all they know how to act. Or, like, right. Maybe that is true. Maybe they're having a really bad day. Maybe they just, like, got really bad news or maybe a family member just died and they right. don't have the capacity be- to be nice That today. is very fair. You know what I mean? Because I always think that, like, I used to take things very personal, like, oh, that person just didn't like me, but no, like... If they had a problem with me, I know I treated them nicely, so it just is reflecting something that's in them that yeah. they haven't healed yet. And that's okay, because I haven't always been the nicest to some people that I should have been, or I acted a way that I regret sometimes. Right. We all have our issues, basically. Right. No, that is fair. <laughs> we that all is have really our fair. issues. That's very fair. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> um, <laughs> then there's some scripture about fire. Yeah. Do we want to read them? Um, no, we'll share, save that for later. I just feel like when we read, it starts to get robotic, and then we get out of the flow of our yeah. conversation. But basically, like, it's all over scripture about how God has a purpose in, in everything. Like, yeah. he just literally made everything with a purpose and details and with intention. So, yeah. Yeah. No, and I think um, once you get in the idea of, like, God has a purpose for what you're going through and for your pain, it helps yes. makes it easier to go. I know that sounds crazy, but go through it. Yeah. And then it makes it easier to get the victory almost. Yes. And something we were talking about, too, I think we mentioned this in the last time, but um, when God, op- like, he only opens one door for you at a time because there's a sure way that he wants us to do something. And if he closes a door, it's because he's going to open a better door mm-hmm. that we just don't see. So yeah. when we get frustrated and when we're upset that a door closed and then we blame God, like, that's not the way to react to it because he's just trying to mold 
us into something that we're going to be even better for. Right. Or he's trying to get an opportunity aligned for us that's even better than what we thought. Right. And we were just talking with one of the ladies at church today, too, and she was saying how, like, her husband went through that. Like, he was applying for these jobs that were better paying and a better position and positions that he really wanted, and he ended up not getting either of them. And then all of a sudden, a couple months later, something just fell in his lap, and it was more money. It was, like, exactly what he wanted. He didn't have to work for it, and God just, like, opened that door for mm-hmm. him. But it wasn't something that he was originally looking for. And one of the jobs that he applied at before actually got eliminated. Needed. So if he would have got that job or applied for that job, then imagine and then his job getting eliminated and he could have been unemployed. Right. So it's like we don't see the bigger picture, but God does. Exactly. So there is a literal purpose in everything. Exactly. And it makes life so much more enjoyable once you're seeking that and once you're being intentional about knowing what your purpose is. And God will continue to reveal that to you as long as you seek it. Right. And I'm ministering to myself right now because sometimes we do get in seasons of like, oh, I don't really want to seek right now. Like, yeah. I just want something to fall into my lap. Dude. Yep. And sometimes God's like, no, like open your Bible, sister. Like pray to me. Like you need sometimes to do it. And sometimes, cause this just happened to me. Um, sometimes too, like you go through things where it's just like, you can't stand it anymore. Cause mm-hmm. I, I just got a new job and at Joss's work, Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, I got to the point where I couldn't deal with my job anymore. And it was like, God was like, all right. Yeah. I'm going to make it to the point where, like, yeah. you can't deal with it and anymore. And he'll do that, too. Like, he'll make things so frustrating and, like, so hard for us to eventually be like, okay, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah. And that's, like, signs for us to move on. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, you just have to be in tune and realize, like, okay, yeah, I definitely need to. And then obey it. Like, don't ignore it when right. God puts something in your heart because that means that he wants you to follow that. Oh, yeah. But Sorry, anyway, guys. we've been recording for, like, 40 minutes. I think longer than that. Yeah, because we tried a couple of times. But we love you guys so much, and we pray that this ministered to you in some way. We pray that God is speaking to you through this, and just that you get endless blessings from what God's trying to reveal to you. And yeah, we love you guys. Follow us at Save the Girls Podcast. Share any way that you can. Yep. Because we want to save the girl.